Hello and welcome to Words. Thanks for tuning in again on our radio station. Tuning in. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, this is Josh. I'm Darren. And Buck. Uh, and I hope you enjoy this. Uh, what were you saying, Buck, before our, we hit the play button? I was just thinking about words, words that uh, uh, have some type of abbreviation, such as, like we were talking about intro duction a second ago uh, in case nobody knew what intro was right i didn't know uh, but i was listening to something with norm mcdonald where he was talking about id you know that's a that's a weird abbreviation he's like i is short for i and d is short for dentification <laughs> <laughs> that is good i like that yeah. props to norm mcdonald on that one if he's listening <laughs> which i doubt yeah i don't think we need to hold our breath on that one i know that'd be awesome he just randomly calls in and just how dare you say my name on the radio just call in. Yeah, just know. randomly. He just finds like that number. Reiterate to Josh, this isn't the radio. <laughs> I think we brought this up again. previously, but uh, I feel it's worth mentioning again. It's it's close. And to all of our listeners out there, it is one eight hundred eight seven six five three five three. That was five three zero nine. That's a different number. Do you we know had what, to change it from all those odd yeah, calls. That was taken. <laughs> Do you know what one eight hundred eight seven six five three five three is? No. When I was a kid, my favorite show. Unsolved Mysteries. Oh. If you have to call the tip line. Robert If you, if you have anything to say about these Unsolved Mysteries, call us at 1-800-876-5353. Is that, is that still the number you think? I've never called that. Well, actually, I, we should I haven't call called it as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> we should call it as, as this just right now. John Walsh answers, and I know that's America's most wanted, but I don't yeah, know the guy's a, name. That Robert was. Stack. He already said it just a second ago. I don't pay attention either, obviously. That used to come on back-to-back with Rescue 911. <laughs> used to come on back-to-back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, right before cops. <laughs> that's why I'm all sweaty. <laughs> watching cops. <laughs> so, honest opinion, real quick. This is what I did. I got tired of hair over the weekend and sat on my bathroom floor crying while I shaved my head. So how terrible is it on a scale of one to terrible? You look like you're an extra in Full Metal Jacket. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, not, that's not a terrible reference. Yeah, that's like a like a second month basic training haircut right there. Basically, yeah, I just I'm not very good at cutting my own hair. I can cut other people's hair. Well, I guess you can really cut anybody's hair, just whether it looks good or not. Right. Well, clearly it doesn't work for you like that. But <laughs> well, the wife got me these uh, the blue filter glasses. And I put them on. I totally look like I was wearing uh, birth control glasses or the BCGs. Mm-hmm. And with this haircut, I I was too hot to handle it, to be honest. People are like fainting over me while I was walking around. You know, very similar to you. You got sick of your long hair, so you cut it. Uh, I was um, getting really sick of long hair, so I just have been methodically letting it fall out over time. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do that? Is it? Is it it's just you got to pay attention a lot. To your I, hair or just to anything? Mostly to your hair, and then you also have to have five children that make you go nuts at all times. That's how many kids I have. Yeah, I, I was almost late for this because I'm the only one that can apparently keep my sons on track when they're trying to do their schoolwork. The wife just gives up, and so I was doing schoolwork with my not for my kids this time, with my kids. Thank you for clarifying. Well, I failed the third grade for them, so... It's like, we can't do that again. They have to do some of their work. All of your kids are in third grade <laughs> right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> I feel like, you know, the that's answer a, to that. That's but, a mess of kids, man. That is. 
All at the same time. Like quadruplets. And they weren't, we didn't have them at the same time. They're just the oldest three are really dumb. Mm. <laughs> this is the sixth time he's done the third grade. Eventually he's going to get it. Or if, if, <laughs> if, if he does it eight times, I think it's how you become a doctor, right? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people go to school for eight years. Doc- yeah, they're called doctors. <laughs> doctors got D's, I think. Hey, you don't, they don't put uh, GPAs on diplomas, right? You might be the worst doctor, but you're still a doctor. All righty. So last week <laughs> we were uh, getting a little bit more personal, getting to know everybody. Um, so in kind of keeping with that theme, I had a little idea for this week. Do you want to kiss me? No. Oh, I thought that's where we're going. My bad. Totally couldn't read the room. That's true. You couldn't. <laughs> um, so I think I speak for Josh and Buck when we say that uh, – our lives take unusual turns. And when you're a child, you always have this image of your future as an adult and what your dream job would be. And uh, we're going to kind of open that up and see if where we are now is even remotely close to what we thought we would be doing when we were kids. I'm really hoping one of us wanted to be a dinosaur when we were little. I don't know for sure. Both of you kind of look like you're dinosaur people. Is that just because we're older? I don't think Buck's older. Are you older than me? Uh, maybe by a year. How old are you? I'm 37 and a half. Ooh, you are older than me by a year. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think you are. Yeah. I had a math. I was born in 83. I was born in 84. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you guys are dinosaur people then. Dino- dinosaurs. Age, eggs brings dinosaurs, I guess. Eggs bring dinosaurs. Did I say eggs. You, you did, did say eggs. That was. I'm like that's I meant that's a eggs. fact. I mean, it really is. They came from. I eggs. smell burnt toast. I think I just choked <laughs> on the eggs. I meant to say edge. <laughs> edge. They come from the edge now. Mm-hmm. That is okay. That works. Anyways, sorry. Anyway, so what you, about you, Josh? What when you were a child, and some adult, whether that be a parent or a teacher, said, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" Just a random guy in a van asked me once. Uh, the stereotypical, I wanted to be a fireman. And then I'm sure once I hit like 16, alive was pretty close to, you know, what I wanted to be as I grew up because I did some stupid things. Alive like the movie? You wanted to eat people? Is that- <laughs> but not <Sure>. in Oregon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Until you there. Can't do that. Woo. It's a stiff fine for eating people in Oregon. See, I didn't want to be a fireman until I saw Backdraft. Right up to the point where the guy got Well, I was a lot younger there. than you were when I saw Backdraft. So, that makes mm-hmm. me a child at that point. <laughs> but no, I mean... A man-child. Living it up, too. <laughs> Any woman inv- interested in me is a pedophile. You can edit that out if you'd like. That's fine. I've already marked the time. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I mean that was that's the. I think everybody wants to be that astronaut, and I want to be president now. But I see how terrible that is. So maybe I'm rethinking that one. Yeah, see, when I was a kid, not that I can be the president because you guys wouldn't vote for me, mm. would you? I abstain. I got cleaner in my car for that, but would you vote for me? <laughs> Buck is relatively silent on this matter as well. What well, I mean. You would, words. I don't you know what that would, means. You would first have to have some type of uh, rational thought process for decision making. 
I'm not saying I wouldn't vote for you, but I'd have to <laughs> I'd have to see like a pattern of good choices first. <laughs> well, I the beholder at that point. I feel like some of my choices have been good. And Most some of them have been not as good. That's how it is. I haven't made any bad ones as of late. Some of my choices were not good. I almost made good choices on others. <laughs> hey, I'm not in jail. I'm not dead. As far as I know, I don't have an STD. So I figured that's a lot of good choices there. Or I guess situations where I didn't have to make a bad choice. So you wanted to be a fireman when you were a kid. What about when you got a little bit older? What was like the first real career or job that you considered pursuing? Like in a, nothing, as a teenager Honestly, nothing. I graduated high school, went to college for a year and a half, went, this is dumb, and then joined the workforce. I ended up, I did a plastic injection molding. I ended up becoming, I air quote the word engineer here. Uh, Drove trains? Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't think I did the sound right, but, um, but no, I ended up setting up the machine, setting the molds, and then processing it so it met the right tinsel strength values and stuff like that. It sounds really fancy. It was really easy, though. Most of it's just run the program. <laughs> Look how cool I am. Mm-hmm. And then it was programming the robots to be able to do all the stuff. So I did that and didn't enjoy it, but I got paid, so whatever. Yes, once in the 90th, but I did not enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then I got bored. I'm like, you know what? I'll join the military. Screw it. We'll see how that goes. Join the military. Uh, that sucked as well, but <laughs> I got paid. I enjoyed the job that we did, which was name drop EOD techs, all three of us, um, pull you guys into that one. The army part of it was terrible, but you kind of had one to have the other. So, um, and then when I was getting out, they're like, well, what's your dream job? What do you want to do? I'm like, make lots of money. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not how you pick a job. I'm like, uh, agree to disagree. I think that's how a lot of people pick it. Like kids yeah. when they're when like kids like, oh, yeah, I want to be a doctor. They don't want to help people. They just saw the bins that the doctor rolled up and they're like, <laughs> right. oh, yeah, that's what I want. Right? See, I, mean, I, I think that's kind of the opposite when you're a kid because you don't really have that grasp of money and the value of money. So I think when you're a kid and you want to say, I'm a, I want to be a doctor, you may genuinely want to help people. But it's when you get to, you know, your 20s and you know, doctors are bringing in the cash so maybe i want to be a doctor honestly i'm kind of curious where because there's just a handful of professions kids usually go with i mean you have one oddball that's in there that actually knows shit um but for the most part like it's astronaut fireman police officer veterinarian and then like paleontologist or marine or fish doctor or some junk just stuff like that it's almost all the same and i'm curious now thinking about it why is it just something that looks really cool like i don't want to go into space space is terrifying i've seen some movies where people are like like gravity they're like floating around in space it's like mm i don't care if the earth is dying i'm not going up there let me die with it i think it's directly proportionate to the awesomeness of the vehicle that they arrive in it's like an you act. go back to the Benz, aren't you? Yeah. So it's like <laughs> it's a it's a Mercedes Benz rocket ship. Right? And people like astronauts because they roll up in a space shuttle. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> the fire truck rolling, just parking up. around back, Aldrin. Yeah. But it's no longer the space no. shuttle. Now it's what is it? The SpaceX rockets. And- I think it's the Dragon is what they got it called now. So it's back to being awesomely named. 
you know, I think that's what it has to do with when you're a kid. Is like, oh man, that dude's car is sweet, whether it's a space shuttle or a fire truck or. I, know, I didn't know much about cars back like, then. Oh, sweet that fire! Oh, and they get to have a, a, a black and white spotted dog. That is sweet. <laughs> that's just one. I don't know very many veterinarians that drive up in something awesome, unless they just picture it. I bet you can drive up with a truck full of puppies. That'd be awesome. And animal narcotics. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do, do, is, is that do, something that gets dogs high? Or is that dogs are turned into drugs? Well, I would say if you're a vet, it's probably for the animals. Well, you said animal narcotics. So I'm like, I don't know. Words. I don't know. <laughs> what about your kids? Do you need yeah. help, Buck? You dropped your phone, and that looked like it might have hurt to pick it up. Nah. Okay. I just didn't want to tip it into the microphone. <laughs> I for those one. of you who may have heard that thump, that was the second drop. I was just going to take notes in there in I'll case gra- I thought of something funny to say, but more funny. I'll grab that one for you. Thanks, Josh. My crack was hanging out. <laughs> more than that was hanging out if you're going again. But what about your kids now? So say DJ, he's 10 now, and he says he wants to be an actor. Did you tell him good luck? He should start acting like he can do his homework and acting like he knows how to clean his room. That was pretty much the, the trail that it went off on. <laughs> like, Dads. I thought you do some role research and actually do something. So, You just gestured to all of me. <laughs> but yeah, um, DJ, he says he wants to be an actor. Saya wants to be a chef. And Elijah is clueless right now. Yeah, I, I know Elijah. That sounds about right. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. My kids are. I, don't, I think when I was a kid, the first thing that I really wanted to be, or that I can recall, was I wanted to be a cop. But that was for like five minutes. The first thing that I really considered was being a physician's assistant when I was probably like eleven. Right? You don't want to actually be a physician. That's too much work. I want to assist him though. Yeah, that's probably easier. Uh, and I don't really know why. I don't really know anybody who is a physician's assistant. Uh, but so my kids kind of are in the same path. So my oldest is 16 and she wants to be a chiropractor, though. I suspect it's for reasons that don't make sense. Like, I, I don't even think she really knows what a chiropractor does. So if she listens to this, I'm calling you out. But uh, <laughs> uh, And then my next one, my 11 year old. So she actually had an acting audition over the weekend. Really? How'd it go? Um, she got a call back and she so she did like a, a commercial read. And then now she has to prepare her own commercial based off of something that she researches on the callback. So they want to see more of her personality, essentially. Um, My kids would think that's way too much work and wouldn't bother. Well, she is freaking out about it. So uh, she's preparing. But she actually talks about that she wants to be a physical therapist. And both of those girls have the grades, not like me at all when I was a kid. They have str- phenomenal grades. But then my other kids, it kind of tapers off. My son wants to build things. My 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 uh, my eight year old son wants to build things. Um, my seven year old daughter um, wants to permanently live in my house and never move out. So those are her aspirations. And then my youngest, his is the best. He wants to be an astronaut, a police. That's how he says it. Uh, <laughs> and and a normal person. And a normal person. <laughs> and, I, and I told him, you know, those other two things you might be able to do, but normal person is out for you, pal. Yeah, I was say, he's really self-aware of you guys' family. It's, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. Clearly, you know, he's not watching the news too much if, you know, 
being a policeman seems like the way to go. Normal right is relative. Well, he's five. He doesn't watch the news. <laughs> <laughs> you should inter- introduce him to that. Really get him on track. Mm-hmm. Hey, look mm-hmm. at that. See that guy that got hit in the head with a fire extinguisher? He was a police, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's really easy to be a police. We won't go into that. Never mind. Um, so my kids, the only one I really know wants to do anything is Aiden. He keeps saying he wants to join the military, wants to be in the army. And I keep telling him that's a dumb idea because I mean, hell I did it. I mean, it, pro- it wasn't as dumb for you when you started right Darren. but by the end of it, it was pretty dumb. Uh, yeah, I think so I would just, eventually uh, you made terrible life choices. So it works. I don't think that's <laughs> the way it went at all. Well, the retirement part was a good idea. Yeah, I will agree that retiring is always a good idea. <laughs> always? I don't think that's true. I think mostly, mostly always a good idea. idea. <laughs> <laughs> but now all my other kids, I'm trying to, to push them into a direction because uh, my kids, I guess, are typical, this generation. Uh, they're just going to kind of flounder and float as bump on a log kind of thing. None of those made sense together, but whatever. Well, they're yeah. very small, so it's fine that they don't have aspirations yet. Well, no, just anything. So... My oldest really likes, uh, he watches the car shows, building engines, and everything like that. So I'm like, do something with your hands. HVAC, plumbing, mechanic. Other than that, don't do that with your hands. <laughs> you little secco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll go blind. <laughs> uh, but so I've been trying to push him in that direction. And then I'm pretty sure Deacon, uh, he's just going to be a UFC fighter or something. I don't know. I get punched in the face quite a bit. Um, Only by Deacon? That is amazing. Yeah. No, St. Liz doesn't hit anybody. She's a saint, remember? Um, but no, Deacon. But it's usually a cheap shot because I'll be sitting on the couch not doing anything or I'll be just running around. All of a sudden, I have a, a punch to the side of the head or he'll do like a roundhouse kick in the kitchen. It's like, what the heck are you doing? I'm cooking dinner. He goes, And then he just looks at me and goes, fight me. <laughs> and I'm like, That seems completely healthy. And I'm like, I will destroy you. <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's how it goes all the time. I believe it. I also think that children live what they learn. I've never roundhouse kicked my kids. And you have never told them fight me? Only when it's appropriate. <laughs> so when they're cooking dinner, you don't roundhouse them and say <laughs> no, fight me. Obviously, that's an outlandish situation. And I'm like, how dare you? I bet when they're doing schoolwork at home, you just go up and like smack their headphones off their heads and say, fight me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. Yes, I do that all the time. No, they do it to each other. So the teachers apparently pay a lot of attention to what the kids are doing when they're teaching the class. It just makes me think they're not very good at teaching. Um, I think that's part of being a teacher is paying attention to what's going on in your class. That's a terrible thing to say. Yeah, I think you should focus on the content to make sure you know what you're talking about because they don't. They get it from a textbook as if that's real. Everybody knows textbooks aren't real. Josh Air quoted textbooks. Uh, but uh, I, I Just do, like the Holocaust. I mean, I teachers mean, are supposed to pay attention to what's in their class. I think it's funny that you, that you don't think so. But I think, like, if I was a teacher right now, like, this has got to be the lottery for being teachers that have just, like, put up with too much crap. They're at the end of their career, and they could just mute all the kids. They could just, boop, mute them. Like, oh, no, no, I don't care if you have your hand up. I'm not answering yeah. that question. Yeah, all these teachers don't are so upset about this though. It's like, I have four kids and they're, since they're pretty small kids, uh, they're pretty much failing because our school system right now, what they put out is there are a thousand kids in the elementary and middle school failing right now because so kind of on pace with 
the current school systems anywhere. No, around this here. this is actually a really nice school system. When when they were going to school, my problem is they're expecting nine year olds to do time management. I don't know how many people remember being nine, but for me it was I'm gonna run over there. And then in five minutes, I'm gonna run farther, but I'm not gonna plan that in five minutes. I'm just gonna do it. So to say, hey, you have thirty minutes to, to work on this assignment and then you have to come back to class. It becomes they have thirty minutes to go screw around and do something and then not come back to class at that time. That's pretty much what my kids do. So it's me running around, you got class, let's get back in here. Come on. Well, we didn't do any of the homework. I don't really care right now. We gotta get you in the class. That's the big important thing right now, is so they see you. And then they expect them to pay attention for I think it's like seven hours they're on their computer. It's supposed to be four. But Again, with the air quotes. Yeah. Well, I don't know what they mean exactly. I think I'm using it right. Did I use them right on that? It's supposed to be four hours by whatever standard of health it is. And literally, it's seven hours that they're on their computer. And it's just ridiculous. And they're like, well, just, just have them work on these things. It doesn't change the time frame that they're on their computers. It's ridiculous. Sorry, that's my, my rant. I'm very irritated I was about just, the school system. I'm, I'm, I was oh, just going to say... I was going to name this episode when I grow up, but I think now we're just going to put Josh's rant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds, what, sounds like an appropriate name. One of the things that I really like about like looking at, I'm going to completely make a right hand turn, by the way. Can uh, it be a left? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do a 90 degree adjustment of our direction here. Quick 360. One of the things that I, that I really like about or, or dislike, depending on, you know, is previous generation all back in my day we had to walk up hill and you know in the snow to school both you know they go through that whole deal uh and i think that a lot of times like i I don't know like my aunts and uncles and stuff uh, that do the facebook thing uh, my wife will periodically show me or i'll or i'll catch a glimpse of them talking about how these, this new generation, they, you know, my generation stormed Vietnam and we did all these other things and we were <laughs> is, awesome. And then how we got to Vietnam, you know, we stormed <laughs> this next generation says that they're going to change the world and they can't even change a clock, you know, and stuff like that. And I'm like, ah, well, it's a completely different time. It's not apples to apples in any way. Things are different. We, you know, we have, we have these new fandangled things called computers it's completely different world now. It's all digital. So like jobs that didn't even exist 30 years ago exist now, and there's going to be more jobs in creation. Like in life coach. Future. But I wonder what is the stuff I'm going to say to my grandkids? Get off my lawn. Well, that's going to be fun. I'm going to chase the kids around. With Who the touched the thermostat? <laughs> you know what, though? That's a that's a bad example. Get off my lawn because uh, we're going to have to go outside in order to get off the lawn. <laughs> And eventually our houses will be, it'll be like the Jetsons. And I'm sure most people that are listening to this, I hope our know exactly like what we're talking about. Yeah. They fold up into a suitcase as you take off. Oh yeah. That's how you know it's good. That's, that's the engine. It's like, woo, that thing's a beast. I wonder what the, like the rice rockets will sound like then. <laughs> I don't know. That'll be good though. But no, I, that, that is an interesting point. Like, I don't know, but. I've always tried to figure out the uphill both ways thing. It's like it's the school migrates while you're there. It's like you walk up the mountain to it and then it rolls down. I guess it wouldn't roll. It slides down the mountain at one point. And you have to walk back home going up a hill. I think you're reading too much into this. 
I don't read, so yeah, we're d- good. Usually that's the interpretation of a child. that Oh, yeah, you had to walk to school both ways. Was it uphill? Yeah, I think that's where the uphill both ways came from because they had to walk to school barefoot in the snow. Actually, that show you watched, uh, Getting oh, to School, most, The Dangerous. Most Dangerous Ways to School or yeah, something Oh, my like God. That. Have you seen that? I watched no. one episode that I was like, holy cow. Like, these kids want to go to school so bad. They're like trekking through the rainforest. Like, that's what my kids will do to get out of school. <laughs> you know, right? But they're like trekking through the rainforest. They get up and leave at like 2 a.m. so they can get to school after walking 10 miles to be there on time. And then school gets out so they can walk back. And they're literally risking their lives to go to school. It's like, I might get attacked by a jaguar. Yeah. So jaguar. The, the parents are like, watch right. out for the rhinos. And not even joking. That's exactly what it is. Best of luck. In yeah. case they charge you, here's a here's a stake to throw on the ground. So if you get the chance the to guilt your kids into that when they don't want to do their mine homework. Mine didn't care. I oh, tried. Mine, mine sat down and they got really quiet. They immediately started doing their homework? No, they got quiet. <laughs> like, wow, they went through all this just to go to school? And I expressed them, yes. And here you are with a ride to school that takes you like five minutes and maybe 45 minutes to get your homework done. And I can't hear the end of the whining. First world problems right there. Exactly. I have to say the one that amazed me the most is the three girls that actually had to get into a boat and drive. Was it the Amazon? And they drove. <laughs> I think that was I in think Peru. you drive a boat in Peru. So they're they're driing their boat. I believe up you the cox river. in a boat. You what? You cox in a boat. Don't talk to me painful. about what you do in a boat. That's disgusting. Mm. Don't do that with your hands. We've already talked about this. Sicko. <laughs> but no, it was crazy. So it's what? A seven? I think it was a nine, a seven, and a five-year-old that were going to school. And it was just those three. No adults. They're in a boat that actually leaks and takes on water. Yeah, one of the kids is actually bailing yeah, water. Yeah, they're bailing as they're water rolling. as they go. There's alligators in the river. Like, they're... I have to say the camera crew is wildly irresponsible at this point (laughs) because they're just watching these kids almost die on the way to school. It's like, don't intervene. Whatever happens, don't save the the kids. Yeah, that's the only thing I think of. It's not these kids went ahead, set up the tripod, and then went back. It's like, oh, they're dedicated to the to the to the the film, the media they're working with. That's that's a really funny perspective. You don't really think about that. Yeah, I didn't until just now. I was like, oh crap, these docu series things like that, like you're talking about. <laughs> I wonder, like, I mean, because the you would think that the cameramen feel horrible, but they also had to go to these remote, desolate villages and pitch the idea of, hey, is it cool if we just show this to everybody in the whole world? Your struggles, is that cool? <laughs> Are you going to give us anything? No, nothing at all. Yeah. No, no, we're I'm just going to watch it. We'll help you I'm with in, that new well you're digging. I'm an independent filmmaker. I really don't have a budget, and it's just me and a buddy. Well, now it's just a drone recording the whole thing. It's like, hey, it's going to fly around. We'll stay over here out of harm's way. Is it cool? Don't worry. We won't interfere if your kids almost die. We'll just, we'll be over here. I wonder if the pitch is something natural. like, we'll pay for school next year if you let us follow you this year, which going to school for them is like, you know, US dollars, like 20 bucks or whatever. Yeah. But, but it's there's like, a chance it's like you won't the, have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's like the whole world to them, this 20 bucks, right? Because I, anything I've learned from TV, you can sponsor a child for like the cost of a cup of, uh, cost of, a cup of coffee a day. Right? Is that a so, Starbucks or a Dunkin' Donuts cup? I, I think it's an at-home cup, like 30 cents <laughs> or whatever. Thank you, Sally Struthers. I, I, I get my kids for real cheap. It's like it's like okay. a nickel a day. I think it'd be easier just to send them clothes and food. Here's some perishables. Yeah, what are they going to do with that cup of coffee? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no wonder these kids are so skinny. They have all this energy, and they just run around and don't eat any food. 
But I, I wonder if that's the perspective. I'm so tired As, and energetic. So the people are like, oh, so at the at, if you f- take me for a year, you'll pay next year for my school. Yeah. But this year you have to suffer. This year you yeah. actually have to go to the alligators. <laughs> oh, oh, can you help us repair the boat? Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I didn't think it until just now. It's like, wow, they are terrible. Like you watched all of them, didn't you, Darren? I watched a handful of them. Yeah, very depressing. But yeah, yeah. it was. I, how, how many screwed up situations for the camera guys just like in the back going, oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, that's horrible. I'm glad I'm not near that rhinoceri. Oh, man, that kid doesn't have anything to eat while he's chewing on a granola bar. <laughs> he's, he's got a Slim Jim. He's got this huge bag of food. He just spills on accident. It's like, oh, they look hungry. Quick, put it all away. <laughs> Those cameramen are like, they're philanthropists. They really are. Mm-hmm. Getting that, getting out there and getting that knowledge to the world, amazing. Like you said, <laughs> here's five bucks. Go get a cow. Ah, we need more Slim Jims. Okay, so I know I'm a little bit older than you guys. Ha. Yes, it's true. <laughs> um, I know when I was in school, and we talked about you know astronauts and stuff. Whenever there was a shuttle launch, they would roll. Remember the like really heavy multimedia yeah. car, yeah. and uh, they would roll that into the classroom, and we would watch you know the space shuttle launches. Did they ever do that when you guys were in school? There wasn't a lot of space shuttle launches when I was in school. No, well, at least they didn't broadcast them. As so they didn't do that when I was a kid. And I think the reason that they didn't do that was when I was a kid was because you got to see one blow up on live TV. <laughs> and they were like, let's not scar our children by watching the, another space shuttle blow up. Yeah. Right. You probably remember. Oh, that. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, very vividly. <laughs> it blew up. Everybody's hand goes up. Were there people in there? Uh, I wasn't trained as a teacher on how to answer this question. Like, yeah, yeah, they're in the air. Oh, my goodness. No, they're not. You know, I believe at my parents' house, I still have, they had this Challenger commemorative. Remember those scholastic book order sheets? Yep. They were like on newspaper type Mm -hmm. material. Not even. It was like tissue paper, but yeah. But uh, they had a Challenger commemorative packet after that, and it came with a little folder that had photos of the crew. Before and after. And it was just this neat thing, because I was really into being an astronaut when I was a kid. And, you know, I begged my parents, like, can I please get this? You know, the, the proceeds go to the families and all that good stuff. And somewhere at my parents' house, that little packet with a, the Challenger stuff is still there. Did, did you ever open it? I did. Okay, just checking. So that brings up another question. You talked about the uh, the scholastic book people, the, the book, what do they call the book fair or whatever? They'd I like come the out book people. You can go with that. The book people. They'd set it up in the library, or at least that's how it worked at us. Uh, at, at us. That's how it worked <laughs> at our school. Uh, how often did your mom and dad let you get a book? Um, It was maybe once or twice a year. But honestly, I wasn't that interested in books as a kid. Obviously. Um, <laughs> I read White Fang. Well, I said I read White Fang <laughs> for numerous book reports throughout my elementary and middle school career. And so You read the cliff notes of White Fang <laughs> multiple times. So I just found really obscure books and did a air quote this book report on that. Never even opened it up. I just guessed what it would be about by the title. Like one was Raptor Red. Huh. I guess you can judge a book by the cover. I have no idea. I just guessed. But the teachers, I guarantee they weren't going to go through and check every book that we looked at at a book report. But I'm sure it sounded good. At oh, least, yeah, at least is, the C good. This is incoherent. A. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty standard. I don't know what this says. All right, I guess goes, this guy's an idiot. I'll just give him a B plus. Oh, I got an A on my chemistry because I... I did the explosive side of everything. I learned the chem. We know a little bit about the chemistry by delving that. 
And I'm pretty sure she went, yeah, I'm not going to argue with him on this because I know how to teach high school's chemistry and this is my first college class. So we're just going to, yeah, we'll let that go. I was happy with it. It's like, whatever. Uh Effort versus outcome. Rules to live by. So did your outlook on becoming an astronaut change after you saw the explosion? Really, it didn't. I was still quite amped about it. Um, It was just always, I thought that was the coolest thing ever to go into outer space. I mean, you look at the the whole space program. I mean, I'm not old enough to have been witness to the live moon landing or anything, but as you just a couple years off, (laughs) yeah, just a few, (laughs) um, as you look at the program from, you know, Mercury to Gemini and all that's, you know, Apollo, it's just the progress. And I, a few years ago, I read a book called uh, Failure is Not an Option by Gene Krantz, who was the mission support guy through this whole evolution. And they talk about how they were, you know, writing the manuals as they were going because no one had ever done this before. And it was, it was just really amazing. I imagine the manuals don't open door. Rule number one. That'd be, it'd be Josh, don't open the door. <laughs> Again, that's why I'm not an astronaut. Underscored, highlighted in bold. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't see that part, guys. I see you as a, the guy, the family guy with the don't press button. I'm just standing there staring <laughs> at it, like debating. It's like, <laughs> don't you have a job to do? Yeah. I'm still staring at the button. And even still at my age, like going to the uh, Air and Space Museum down there by Dulles, going to actually see the space shuttle park there. I love it. It's amazing to me. And they have, you know, some of the other... Space memorabilia. You know what a great movie is? Space Cowboys. That is a good movie. That is a very good. That's what you said. Space Shuttle. I just think of them tipping it up and bringing it down like they did using using the the wind resistance to slow them down enough. I believe that's called drag. I don't think they're dragging anything. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Buck? When I mean, you talked a little bit about it. Did your career path as an adult? reflect in any way what you thought it would be when you were a kid not really so uh i didn't i didn't expect to join the military so i joined the military because i was a very young soon-to-be father and i was working concrete and my knees were already becoming shot uh uh, and so i was like you know i wanted to do something in the healthcare profession before that right i wanted to be a physician's assistant from the time i was 11 till maybe 18 and i hadn't given up on that idea yet when i was in the army yeah And then, uh, and then while I was in the army, I considered possibly going, uh, through the PA program that the army offers for you to be active while you do the PA program. And then ultimately decided I won't be competitive with the people who actually get into that program. Is it by looks? Uh, it was based on girth. Oh, (laughs) you're not girthy (laughs) enough or you have too much girth, too much girth. Yeah, you do. (laughs) So, so, uh, (laughs) so, uh, um, when I when I started going back to school, I was I was doing the explosive testing up on Aberdeen, and I was uh, going back to school. I initially went for pre-nursing, thinking like, oh, I'll become a nurse. Maybe I'll be a nurse anesthetist, or even go the PA route or nurse practitioner route. And in my very first medical biology class, I was like, oh, this ain't for me. I'm, I'm going to have to learn all this stuff? No way. Yeah, you want me to know every bone in the body? There's only one I need to worry about. There's a lot and of these- I already know the name of it. And it's not even a bone. (laughs) 
So cartilage. So that's when I was just like, ah, I'm jettisoning this. I'm not going to do that. And then, so then now I got my degree in whatever you know, safety because space words, by the way. <laughs> but uh, but my career path has not at all gone on the way. In fact, you and I we were talking about this the other day. Like you know, I used to be disarming and today a little bit too. I used to be disarming bombs, and now I get like I have the nerdiest meetings <laughs> about like TPS reports and how to financially balance a ledger to make it so that it's accessible and acceptable on government documents. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually interested in listening to it. <laughs> like my life has changed. Adulting, man, it's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of these jobs sound so amazing until you reach that level of development in yourself where you start to really realize what true responsibility is. Like, like say you're anesthetist. Hey, that sounds awesome. One for you, two for me, right? But then you realize, I don't hey. think that's how you do it. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I think that level of responsibility you just talked about wasn't in that example. Exactly. And you all. start thinking about it and you're like, man, this person has a complication or would happen to pass away. I'm the one responsible. It obviously wasn't your fault. You were high. Not fun anymore. And I think that, that I think as you, you develop and mature, I think that takes a lot of the fun out of a lot of aspects of life is, wow, there's a lot of repercussions for this. And I think when you're in your youth, you really don't have any concept of the repercussions. We talked about that with skydiving and all that other stuff. So I have to say, I agree with that. I got in a lot of trouble when I was younger. And when I actually had the punishment handed down, I was like, oh, I had no idea what I did was so severe that I could have spent time in jail. And it was one of those things like the wake up call because the judge is like, this is your first time you get one. I was like, Oh my God, I'm never screwing up again. You showed him. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Well, no. And I did, I didn't do anything illegal again because I was terrified. It's like anything illegal. (laughs) Well, that's just one, one, one illegal. I don't do one illegals anymore either. A little disclaimer time here. If anybody is not catching these little inside jokes, this is our, uh, little poke to go listen to the previous episodes and it'll all make sense because it kind of builds on it probably won't make sense but yeah um and by the way just saying it again the word flammable and inflammable mean the exact same thing it still blows my mind i cannot wrap my head around that but anyways back to uh i digress it's good he's the only time this is the only podcast i'm gonna sound I'd say nope. smart on, nope. but that's not right. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. You finished the sentence. You just jumped on that one. Uh, but no, as soon as I realized how much trouble you can get in for doing stupid things like that, because it never processed. It's like, all right, uh, the concession stand at school, stole some candy from it. That was literally like I spent two months in jail for that. Just never even processed. I just wanted free candy. It's like, eh. And as soon as I realized that, I'm like, oh, I'm never doing anything like that again. Mm-mm. There was other people involved. They obviously didn't learn their lesson. Well, obviously not to you guys. But for me, it was pretty obvious when they were arrested a second time. I'm like, wow, they didn't make any good decisions after that. You just <laughs> ran out of there. Yeah. And I think we've had that. Not getting touch me. <laughs> I think we've had that conversation before about Josh that. He never makes the same mistake twice. That's true. I come up with new ones. He does. You know, one of the it's things, a skill. <laughs> one of the things that I go back to at, at your question is also the evaluation of other people toward me. Like I was uh, to say that I was a terrible child is a significant understatement. 
Uh, not only I, I grew up not being supervised much at all because my mom, well, we were homeless, so mom and dad were legitimately busy trying to feed us. Uh, so sit still while I feed you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so we were like left to our own devices a lot, and so I wasn't really held accountable for much. And I was particularly bad there. I can, I can no way count on my fingers and toes. The number of times that I actually tried to legitimately murder someone, whether it was a sibling or I think you should stop now, the next door neighbor or something as like your that. lawyer. Don't say anything else. Good news is I was never successful at like at all. I would be, well, a I believe at that murderer. point it's called attempted. <laughs> I'm just saying yeah. statute of limitations, buddy. Yeah, was, seven years, like, right? Everything's seven years. Yeah, we did cover that in another podcast. Yeah. You can eat somebody as long as you'll get caught for seven years. But my, uh, so most of my mom, I'm not even kidding when I say this, I have had my mom tell me about multiple encounters with several different of her friends that are like, wow, he has a family and he's responsible. He's actually a pretty good dude. Like we could have sworn <laughs> he was going to be in prison and they don't mean it as like a slight. I was just a terrible, sure they do. terrible child. And they're amazed that I'm not in prison. They're amazed that I don't have a, a, a number associated with my name. Right. I just think. It makes me wonder what they said about you when you were little. Like you're running around being a basically a douchebag, and they're all like, "Wow, your son's a douchebag." <laughs> like, I, I mean, don't think I don't think that was a common insult back then. I know. I think <laughs> I think it was some other words that you guys would get mad at me if I said on radio. <laughs> I don't know. So I mean, yeah, I'd get mad at you, but I, 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 I don't know what people said that about child me. Obviously, obviously, has a medical disability. I don't know what people said about me, obviously, but uh, uh, oh yeah, because they would have it wasn't been people saying things to you at that point. Words, I got it. <laughs> I know that my mom and dad uh, used to tell me about how they would wake me up, and they'd be like, "Oh, it's your turn to wake up the buzz saw," because apparently it started as soon as I woke up, <laughs> like the, <laughs> the moment. buzz saw. <laughs> yeah, that's an awesome nickname for a terrible reason, but I like that nickname. When I hear that, I think of Spider Man. Remember the old Tobey Maguire. Bone saw is ready. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that reference. It's I'm not. A, I'm not trying to be funny either. I just don't know. Your macho Man Randy Savage. He was in the uh, first Spider Man with Tobey Maguire. It's true. He was. Oh yeah, when he did the wrestling thing, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Strangely enough, the wrestler Macho Man was in the wrestling scene. So you say that, and then there's other wrestlers like The Rock who does movies where he doesn't wrestle. Well, just saying, Macho Ma- Man Randy Savage wasn't really known for his thespian skills. Yeah, he, he sold was slim gyms, mm-hmm. delicious, delicious slim gyms. <laughs> he probably sold cowboy hats and sunglasses as well. <laughs> and I'm sure he was a voice actor at some point in time. Very limited, you know, vocabulary for that, but his ability to use words sounds amazing. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like going back to the space thing, like that is. I have two fears. One is dark water. It doesn't matter how deep it is. If I can see the bottom, it's like whatever. Is but that when, just different than black water? I think that's gross water at that point. <laughs> I have, that's got poo in it. <laughs> I have been in a number of public restrooms that had dark water, and I was also afraid. <laughs> Man, I was terrified. <laughs> Kept thinking I could. Airways. Um, Airways? Yes, Major Tom. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, so, yeah. So. We went uh, spear fishing at one point, and we're, it's really shallow. There's corals. I uh, pointed at Darren, by the way. Uh, Buck doesn't really have to do much, and he probably wouldn't have fit where the coral was. 
Probably not. I'm not making fun of you. I'm just, it, it it's for your safety. Don't it would do have it. lacerated my kidneys. It would have lacerated. <laughs> your kidneys are on the back. Are you just back floating the whole time? Yeah. Okay. I am front heavy. That, <laughs> I the, can't the see the fish. on my belly is keeping me afloat here. <laughs> I can't see the fish, but I'm here to get them. <laughs> but no, so it's shallow. We're, it's only a couple feet deep. We're, we're swimming around. I'm not very good at spear fishing. It's like my first time, but we get out to the edge and you know it's scary. When you have this water's comfortable to it's 40 degrees now because it is the deepest part of the ocean <laughs> immediately. And you look and there's no bottom. It's the deepest. You swam yes. to the deepest part yes. of the ocean. What is it? The Marianas Trench? It is. Yeah. We were there in the bottom of it. It was That's amazing. There was a lot of pressure. Did you see any of those fish that have that little light dangly thing? That is an angler fish. That is nerd or or angler fish. (laughs) Hey, I like my fish and plants. I can name a lot of that stuff for you. But no, as soon as we hit that edge, I I turned and went back there. You get you. We surf. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm not going out there. He says, why not? This is where the fish are. I'm like, good luck. It's like, I'll let people know where he disappeared at. I'm not even going to help save you at this point because I'm not going out there. In in Germany, I was. Is there so, a lot of swimming in Germany? It doesn't sound like dark water in Germany. Dark water. So black water. Some of that. Ooh, um, it's but, military. Duh. True story. <laughs> but uh, I speaking of that dark water. It is a very weird feeling because I did a a certification. In you Germany. need to use a better word. Weird doesn't cover it. Terrifying works. Surreal. So that sounds good. I don't think that's the word you want. <laughs> <laughs> it was dark, and as you descend into the dark water you can't see and all you hear is your own breathing you know the bubbles you know you can't see the surface you can't see the bottom your visibility is maybe two feet it is very you would hear me scream at that point (laughs) nothing would have to touch me i just freak out scream and die when i surfaced this is called an embolism, kids. So, uh, <laughs> so I understand the point of like scuba diving, like in shallowish water where you can go and see like all the plant life and corals and stuff. Why do you want to go diving into a dark black? He's extreme thing. Well, He's extreme. He had some Doritos and Mountain Dew before him. <laughs> <laughs> this is radical. <laughs> Let's go, guys. Yeah. If anybody see me right, yeah, you would say I'm very radical. You look. Um, like you live life on the edge <laughs> every day. But so I had to, I was working on my advanced open water certification. So there's several different dives you had to do. You had to do a night dive, a dry suit dive and all different stuff. But it turns out the, the dive sites were readily accessible to me. were not the best of conditions. So in hindsight, you're screwed. Let's jump in guys. In hindsight, I'm glad that it was kind of miserable conditions because I was more confident in my dive skills after that. Um, because when I got my open water cert in Guam, that was the, I can see for a hundred feet and everything's hunky dory. But if things do get out of control or stressful, it was good to know that I've actually been in miserable conditions before. I feel like we should, you should reword that because dive skill. I don't think there's a lot of skill for the down part. Oh, there is. Funny story. No, no. I think there's a lot of stuff that has to go in so you can make it back. But the down part seems pretty easy. You just go in and boop. You would you'll, think you'll get down there eventually. So one of my very rookie mistakes in scuba diving was helium. 
Uh, no. <laughs> hey so <guys. laughs> we are snorkeling out to the edge of the reef, kind of like it was similar to what Josh was talking about with, uh, you know, your nice shallow water. And then you hit the edge of the reef and the drop off. So we get out to there and for your descent, it's not just a fall down in the water. So yeah, that was a good movie too, by the way. Um, you let the air out of your BCD and uh, help on his butt. to help uh, kind of in your descent, you exhale, slowly exhaling. Well, in my haste to begin the dive, I did not transition from my snorkel to my regulator. So I'm steadily exhaling as I'm steadily sinking. And I'm probably 15 feet underwater and go to take my first breath and realize I... Have a snorkel in my mouth. I'm not a fish. This is weird. <laughs> that was horrendous. It was terrible. Uh, I about choke crap out of you. Oh my god, yes. So I'm I'm flailing trying to get my regulator. It was a mistake I only made one time. Mm-hmm. That was a Josh mistake. <laughs> <laughs> now you yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't have been diving in the first place. That's well, I snorkeled. I I I, I do like how you just took you didn't just do it to to diving here by the way you just took like half of all this stuff that's important that are some basic life-saving skills for some people who do this as a profession or it just simply recreationally and just diminish the hell out of it <laughs> you're like oh it's not that big of a deal you just go diving it's like, no i'm just saying going down is easy you jump in the water you're just yeah i i know what your look said and that's easy too it just leaves a bad taste Ew, but no, the diving part was all I was saying. You jump in, you got enough weight, you're going down. You're coming back up. If you don't plan it right, you die. That takes a lot. I Anyone that dives out there, I know surfacing, like with your air, the angle of ascent, <laughs> wink, I got that one. And then the way you breathe and everything like that, you have to equalize as you come up, Boyle's Law, all that good stuff. Was I right? Was it Boyle's? Yeah. Nailed it. Nice. Thank you. I've listened to Darren talk about it a couple of times because I was very interesting in learning. You were very interesting? To, I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. I can't believe I said it like that. I realized you're, like, you're very interesting. Thank you. Thank you. I should just went with that. But no, I was very interested in learning how to do it. And then after I found out all the ways you can screw it up and die, I'm less interesting about it. <laughs> but no so i snorkel i love snorkel i can go down 30 feet with the snorkel i do that i was very comfortable with it as long as it wasn't dark water um there's no point in snorkeling in dark water except for being bait at that point i went, i'd bring the fish to you is what i would do i went night spear fishing once did you catch a human no that was completely <laughs> that <happen>. terrifying <laughs> i thought you were gonna say no that was somebody else yeah that was that was a horrendous night it was we got jumped off the boat. Um, there was some miscommunications with the boat and us, and the boat went the opposite direction. We were going along following the reef. Uh, yeah, and uh, then the boat almost capsized, got hit by a rogue wave. Terrible, terrible night. Good thing you were in the water already. That was when we got picked up and we're heading back oh. in. It sounds like the boat person sucked. <laughs> no, it was just. Like they went the wrong way, and then they almost flipped over. So I'm not an expert. I don't think it's easy to flip a boat. It is when a wave hits it, a big wave. I I saw the perfect storm. You know, you just steer into it. It worked out for them. If you see the wave. Um, 
the end of that movie, everybody dies. Die. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> it worked out for them. <laughs> My bad. Didn't it's work been out a while. Not to mention, they're not even sure if that's what really happened. Oh, really? <laughs> Nobody was there. Nobody lived. <laughs> I thought the camera crew was just off watching. Like, it's going to suck to be those guys. Oh, they're not getting out of that. We're going to make a movie about this later. <laughs> it's good thing we have this let's docudrama get of, going. <laughs> let's get out of here and go watch those kids try to traverse the alligator water. <laughs> it's a good thing they have that one rope and some of those wooden planks across there. Good luck traversing that. This is going to make great TV. <laughs> but uh, It's like Survivor, but in real life. It's like, all right, you have to... There's sharks in the water, and the only way you can get across is with a rope, but you have to drag yourself through the water at the same time. So you have to do it just slow enough you don't attract their attention. I believe that's called chumming. That's gross. I thought that was being friends with people. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know much about that. Kind of back to our topic, I think. What were we talking about? Diving. Childhood. Oh yeah, I thought it was diving too. Then for a minute, I'm like, what else do we need to cover? That was a subtopic. <laughs> that was called a tangent. <laughs> so but, it's uh, a triangle. <laughs> it's <nice>. a cute. <laughs> you guys are obtuse. <laughs> there, there was a there was a show that made me think of this. There was a show I was watching a while ago, and I don't even remember what the show was. But the dad had to move in with the son, and the dad was. You know, like in his seventies or whatever, and uh, the the kids' uh, mom had died. They were mom and dad were still married, but mom had died, and they were talking one night about how like, oh, you know, I don't want to live long and and go, you know, irresponsibly like your mother and the the son, the adult son turns to him is dad. Mom had a cute angina, and he goes, yeah, she did. <laughs> <laughs> It was hilarious. <laughs> that reminds me of a, a very funny story with my father-in-law. Um, he was talking to my mother-in-law, and he was saying how you know how typically the husband will pass before the wife, and he goes, "I've been thinking, and you know, I really don't want." You'd have to suffer through that alone, so I think you should die first. <laughs> She's in bed, and he's holding a pillow. He's like, "I just want to help you pass. This is gonna be, this is gonna be easy. Just go to sleep." That's good. Uh, so yeah. So, and then onto the space thing, the vacuum. I mean, it's not even really a vacuum of space. It's just space in general is really cold. There's no air, and I think that's kind of a definition of vacuum. Is but I don't nothing. think it's an actual vacuum because a vacuum can't exist a true vacuum can't exist i think it's close to a vacuum there's just no on button i guess we have a bagless vacuum right (laughs) i don't have any bags either man but no just the idea of you're in a ship in space anything goes wrong every single odd of you surviving has dropped to near zero and you have to work backwards from that and if you screw anything up, yeah, you're probably not going to make it away from that zero. And that's the thing I, I want to talk about maturing and growing. You become more cognizant of the that's things gross. you were just saying. And like now my kids ask me, do you want to go back to the moon? Because, you know, they see on TV. You went to the moon before? Back to the moon as in like people in general. Oh. Yeah. Well, you said they ask you if you want to go back to the moon. And so I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I thought you were too young then, but whatever. <laughs> and I'm like thinking about it now. Yeah, no desire to go to the moon. Yeah, there's people that do it that are like, yeah, I'd love to be weightless and in space and all that stuff. It's like, not me. 
I know what living is like, and it's great. So that's what I tell my kids. 30 years ago, I would have jumped on the opportunity to go to the moon. Today, eh, not so much. Give me a Pop-Tart, some uh, Netflix. How much? <laughs> I feel like you're a child still. You just described what your kids do every Saturday morning, I feel like. Pop-Tart and Netflix. How much, how much of that is uh, responsibility-driven? How much of it is laziness and how much of it is a lack of aspiration? It's a great recipe, right? You got to have the right amounts to make this work. Um, responsibility? Yeah. I'm, I don't know if it's more responsibility or just I really realize that I'm getting closer to my own mortality. So, yeah, let's not throw frivolous things I think your there. mortality has always been there. You could say you're getting closer to naturally dying because your body is saying, I don't like you anymore. Uh, Tap out. Then you bring the laziness aspect in. Hell yeah. Um, Spent 20 years in the army. I hated running every day. That's why you Uh, hit yourself in the knee with a bat every day. Eventually, I'll have to get a new one, and then they won't make me run anymore. Yeah, that worked really well to reach 20 years before I retired. Hey, you didn't have to run at the end of it. Um, It It's more of a hobble. But yeah, it's just the initiative. I don't have that burning drive to go after it like that anymore. It's only, I'm content. You only have burning pee. <laughs> so I don't know how much I would have wanted to do. I don't think I ever really had the aspirations to be a like legit aspirations to be a fireman, an astronaut, anything like that. Or it's a fire person. Fire a men and a women. Uh, <laughs> And, but I do know that, uh, working for someone else, totally not fun at all. And I regularly, uh, not, not that you're terrible. <laughs> you're all right. Nice backtrack. Nice backtrack. Got yourself but, out of that uh, corner pretty quick. But, uh, uh, like I, I look, go, look at my job going like, okay, well I'm, I'm here making it so that, well, I'm a government employee. So everything is, you know, running a okay in my spectrum of the, uh, of the government here. But uh, generally speaking, working for someone else, I don't, I don't want my kids to do that. So I'm like, I don't know if I'm like the weird old, de- like, oh, don't ever do that when you get older. Don't don't ever drink clam juice and go hang out with a lady named Helen in a bar. I'll tell you that much. Um, I, that's <laughs> so oddly like, specific. Did well, you do that often? No. It's a, like, I know it's a reference for something, I'm sure. But no, I just made that you whole look thing like, up. Really? You look like you knew a lot of Helens and loved your clam juice. I just feel like uh, that's like something that old men tell young men in bars or tell their children like don't ever do this don't ever marry some nag that you first the first one that you see you know while they're looking at the kid's mom or something i feel like that was like what dads of my my dad's generation did to their sons and so i'm always telling my kids i'm always like listen you want to work for yourself get that done right now because now i already work for someone else i've got the responsibility of five kids and my and my spouse and and uh, maintaining our home and our vehicles and all this stuff. And so I'm, you know, I, I can't just like go off on my own now because I'm going to take a huge misstep potentially. And no, you can totally do that. You're called a deadbeat at that point. I don't mean shirk <laughs> my responsibilities. <laughs> oh, my bad. I mean, be able to shirk my responsibilities as well as like start my own, uh, a, like, like a stupid aquarium business or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you said that, though. I don't mean shirk my responsibilities. I mean shirk my responsibilities and start my own business. Yeah. So, so I'm like, like my tr- bad. I'm sorry I didn't to you know, differentiate there. Draw that fine line. 
Talk about trying to hit. So that's why I'm telling my kids that like, hey, you want to do this early. You want to get in as soon as you can into the housing market or, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm not smart enough to like give them specific guidance. <laughs> you should ask them to ask me. But I'm like, don't don't ever work for the man. He'll keep you down. Maybe we can talk about fish. No, we no. can uh, <laughs> appeal to our potential listeners to make bulk, bank, blah, blah, can't talk. Make Buck his own Talk boss <laughs> here with the podcast. Well, that'd be sweet. Oh, we should make a contest. Whatever they come up with, the winner, Darren and I decide, is what Buck has to do with the rest of his life. You know, nothing real permanent. I'm probably going to keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Just an idea. That's all. Someone I don't know can, you too, can change his fate. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a winner. It's going to be a good contest. We'll probably, you know, make it rich. It's like naming a bridge. Sounds like a terrible a contest. Well, <laughs> for you. I think it'll work out pretty well for Darren and I. It's, my, my life is as trivial as the name of a boat. <laughs> Bodie McBoatface. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I believe all of our lives are as trivial, triv, trivial as that. Trivial. Isn't that that little critter off Star Trek? Just to the listeners. That's not the critter off Star Trek. <laughs> but no, uh, so those are my two fears with pretty much what you've talked about. I would avoid both of them with Tri- violence. Trivel? Yes. I would, I would avoid trivels. I would avoid trivels all the time. They're scary. And they reproduce. Ugh. But no, and it just made me think, um, going back to child, did you have... Uh, it goes along the same line as dream. Did you have a recurring nightmare as a child? Because I did, and then I remember how what happened when I stopped having that nightmare. All righty. Uh, no, no, no. I don't don't change. We're talking about when we were kids, and no, I talked I, about I, scary things. I never had a recurring nightmare. Never. You didn't have a nightmare that showed up periodically, and it's like, wow, I hate that nightmare. I think there's a difference between periodically and recurring. Well, if it happens more than once. Whether it's every day or every month or something like that, it reoccurs, right? I mean, we are about words, so if I'm yeah. wrong, point it out. You may be right, but I think <laughs> and my, my interpretation of that is, you know, I may have a... Did a you have similar. a similar dream more than once when you were a child? I think there was a theme in there like uh, that if you try to run away or try to yell and there was nothing there, like you couldn't really get yourself moving or you try to yell and you can't. So mine, it was the exact same thing. Um, it was, so I lived in the attic when I was younger. You uh, and Frank. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she was deaf, right? <laughs> Wait, that's Helen Keller. I always get those two confused. Um, but no, so I, I, you would actually climb a ladder to get to my bedroom. And in my dream, I would climb that ladder and a dog would come out of my closet and kill me. I don't know why this dream was something I had. I had it often. That, that doesn't that, sound like your room as a child met any type of standard safety or fire code. It didn't originally. Then we had a house fire and it was better after that. <laughs> Not even joking. That actually happened. The fire was also in my room. I'll bet you that your mom was downstairs going, Damn it, he made it out. <laughs> Probably. It's like, we put him up there for a reason. All this railing was built with steel. And he shouldn't have been able to get around it. 
but no, so got the chain and everything, right? I was prepared. I had my own fire rescue plan. I don't think that's what it's called. Evacuation plan. That's it. But no, so I had that dream quite a bit. And when I finally stopped having it, it's because the dog came out to attack and I dropped down. It chased me. I ran to my sister's room and hid behind her. The dog attacked her and basically ate her, her, her whole torso. So I ended up beating the dog to death with her arms. It entered her torso? No. It, did I say entered? I thought it said it ate her. That's what I thought he said. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, either way, eventually he entered it enough that it didn't exist anymore. I ended up beating the dog to death with her arms. And uh, look at that. No more dream. Sorry. I think there's some deeper underlying issues. No well, yeah, we're not talking about my whole childhood. I'm talking about a dream. You grabbed her arms and beat the dog? Well, I was holding them because that's how I held her in front of me to protect myself. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and then all that was left was her arms. So I beat the dog to death with her arms. So my brother, Matt, you Did to- he beat somebody to death with her arms? I hope that's where you're going. Yes, actually. So, <laughs> he was six years older than me. He would get behind my younger brother, who's two years younger than me, and he'd grab his hands and just start punching me in the face with them. <laughs> But I was too short to do anything to my brother Matt about it. So I just start punching my little brother in the face. <laughs> so my poor little brother, who doesn't even have any control of his arms, is limply punching me in the face. And I'm just wailing on him right back. <laughs> that's my nightmare. That is my nightmare. That's a, that's a real thing that my brother Matt used to do. He's a horrible brother. Really? I hope he's I listening. I think you're the horrible brother in that. I don't, you said he was limply punching you, which doesn't well, sound like he was hurting you. Well, you're no, he was crap he, out of the little brother in the middle. So he was like five and not able to control his punching because his much larger, stronger brother was punching me with his. Yeah, but I don't imagine the five-year-old's punches being controlled by the older brother were, you know, very devastating or mm. painful. And then you're over there, haymakers. Do you freaking listen? I was brother. defending myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he showed up and like slid his fingers across my face. So I punched him till I couldn't lift my arm anymore. It never. It got was that. justified. I mean, I was only seven. It's not like I could land a like a devastating blow to a five year old. It probably was. Well, he probably deserved it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Feeling let, a, this is what you get for letting your older brother control you. <laughs> I'm feeling a little concussed. I'm just picturing this scenario. Like, I, I just want to have my kids reenact this. One kid behind the other one controlling his arms with another one just beating the crap out of the kid in the front. <laughs> and I just want to get that on video because in my head, that's just hilarious no matter which way you look at it. I'm telling you, when I was a kid, I'd get pissed off over anything. And that was one of the ways I'd get pissed off. My brother would just say things like he would go, bah, and it would just piss me off. <laughs> so that would be it. I'd start cussing at him and I'd go after him. Um, my, my, so my middle name is Casey and they called me Casey for a while. And up in Oregon, there was a, a radio station that was KCYX and they had the little, little KCYX. And so my brother, Matt used to do that to me and that would be it. Like, that's it, you son of a, and I'd go after him, start punching, dropping F-bombs. And when I'm like five, going to, going to murder my brother. <laughs> Did you drink a lot of Mountain Dew or something when you were younger? No, I was just angry. I'm telling you, everybody was like shocked when I didn't go to prison because this was my behavior when I was younger. No, I believe it. I'm just trying to figure like, what was your home life like? Because I feel like this is all learned behavior at some point. No, my mom and dad were gone trying to feed us. I know. Who was murdering people around you when my you brother, were a child? The guy who was doing the puppet strings of my brother's fists. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Matt was in charge. Okay. So you learned everything from him. Yes. So yes, he is a horrible brother then. 
I, I want to have him on here at some point in time just so we oh, can be tell horrible. him how horrible he is. It would be terrible. I'll tell you. Well, we just make fun of him the whole time. We'd enjoy it. So say, so after we moved out of the tents and we moved into our first house, it was like all boarded up and everything. And we, we Did you move in or just break in? Um, I remember renting some what we called dipsy dumpsters. Uh, just big old dumpsters, big roll off dumpsters that would come in and we'd filled up. I think we filled up like three or four of those. It was partially burned down. I remember our boogers were black for like a week after that. And there were some home, there were some bums living there. That's yeah. A, that's the, still the, it's your family. Term, right? Your family no, no, no. is what you're talking no, about. No, no, no. Those bums were squatting on our house before we got there. Yeah. This and, is uh, our squatting location. Now get out you bums. So we unboarded, you know, we took off the boards and everything. We didn't have electricity or water. We ran those and put in bathrooms at some point in time and, Put on plexiglass windows. Anyway, so across the street from us, we lived the, this family of people who didn't speak English, and I, we just called them the Mexicans. I don't know what nationality they were. I have no clue. I know that their first language was Spanish, and that they were Hispanic of some type, right? Some 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 brand. Yeah, as long as we're doing broad strokes, I think we'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I I hit in Oregon for every can that you like. If you go buy a six pack, you pay thirty cents nickel for each one of those cans for, or at least back then I don't, I don't know if it's still the same. But I think you now pay, it's ten cents. You pay a deposit. And then you take those cans and you can you know, get them back. So we'd go hang out with the Mexicans down at the railroad track and uh, pick up all the beer cans. And then we'd take them and go drop them off and they get like, I don't know, like five bucks or whatever from all the all the beer that they'd been drinking. Well, I had taken and gathered some of that money and naturally didn't give it to mom and dad because we didn't need it. Right. And so uh, I, I went and bought myself. <laughs> some, I went and bought some Skittles from dad's market down the road or uh, Bob's market or Bill's market. One of the there was like three markets right there. Yeah. And so it I, was I dad's, got some Bob's Skittles. Bill's market. All three were in that area. I'm eating my Skittles. I'm over at the Mexicans house across the street from us. And uh and Alejandro was the boy's name, and, my, the, and he was the boy that was younger than me, and uh, Alberto was the kid that was my age. And so I'm sharing some Skittles with him, like, no big deal. Okay, you got some Skittles, you got some Skittles, and and then I'm eating the rest because uh, I clearly needed them. And, uh, <laughs> and Alejandro was like – for beating up your five-year-old brother. Alejandro was like, give me more. Give me. I was like, no, man, I already gave you some. The next thing I know, that kid is in a tree pissing on my head because <laughs> I wouldn't share any Skittles. That's with karma. So mom and dad happened or my dad was at home and I go running over. I go running. So I was like, oh, my dad, I went over there sharing Skittles. And Alejandro peed in my hair. And my dad was like, go change your clothes and take a shower. And I told him, I'm changing my clothes, but I will not take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like your dad missed the point. Where'd you get those Skittles? Apparently That's where was I was like started. It was like a little piss stream in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I still say Buck has the best stories. Well, yeah, that's what happens when you squat in a house across from the Mexicans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's like, yes. Actually, to, I love how proud you were of that just to now. the other side, like that shared a fence with us. It was like one of the markets. I can't remember the name of that market that was right Bob's. there. It was one of them. Bill's. Dad's. Well, Bill's was down the road. Dad's was. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. So there was, they, they would take like you'd go drop off the cans and then they just put them in like a big bag and throw them out back in their locked in fence area. I learned this. So I started climbing the fence and grabbing the bags and throwing them over. And then I'd go down to the market down the road and take them in there and go get my nickel a can back. So I don't know why you don't own your own business right now. <laughs> you I mean, are quite the you entrepreneur. literally just came up with that. Yeah. yeah. You just <laughs> took $5 worth of cans and made $10. No problem. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty sweet. I think that's called a pansy scheme. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> Man, that was uh, a good time. 
That sounds like a good time, you know, breaking the law, beating up people, getting peed on. Man, that same, I can't so, think of anything better. So right, also where the where the guys that hang out down at the railroad track drinking drinking beer and stuff, there was like a little basketball court that only one of the hoops was functional. One time the guys were over there. The playing. other one was dysfunctional. I don't think it was like, I think it was bent down at like a 70 degree, 70, 70.3 degree angle. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so they Let were. Let me break out my protractor. These guys were over there playing basketball and. Out of the middle of nowhere, I just went up and I had all these glass bottles and I just started shattering them <laughs> on the court. <laughs> these are like grown men playing basketball and I just started shattering glass bottle after glass bottle on the outside court. <laughs> they were just like, they got so angry. They got, I, don't, I don't know why. And I, I took off running. It's and common. They, and so this one of the guys just wings a rocket. It pelted me right in the back of the head. I saw the scar in the back of my head. It jacked me up pretty good. It was a good shot. And uh, so I went home, and I don't remember, but somehow the cops got called. I don't know if they called him or we called him or whatever, but the cops got called, and they came out. The cop was like, oh, man, you really got messed up, and he's looking at my head, and my mom cleans it up. My mom was a nursing student at the time, so she knew how to clean it. Yeah. So, so she, who called? I'm just curious. I don't remember he if it was somebody from our house. No, no, I'm just saying, like, so nobody in your family called. I don't know. It might have been. Pe- I don't recall. I okay. have no recollection of how the cops are. Right. You were concussed. Yeah. So uh, I just, they just had so I, blue lights. I just remember that, like back, the cops were good back then, right? So, so he like he looked at my head. He's like, "All right, clean up the clean up the thing." And and then he told me, he was like, "All right, now you have to go over there and clean up that basketball court right now." I was like, "I was like, what? Those guys threw a rock at my head." And he's like, "That doesn't have anything to do with you shattering those bottles on that court. <laughs> Get your butt over there and clean it up right now, or I'll take you to jail." So I'm just throwing this out there. Your comment was, "Cops were good." Well, they still. And he basically said the two things were not related. No, that's and not then, what he said. What and then he I'm said just throwing was, this out there with the cop thing. How many serial killers happened back then that weren't caught for quite a bit? It's probably currently happening too. Yes, no, it absolutely is. But I just I've read some of the stories. Like, was it uh, Dahmer? One of his victims escaped, called the police, and they brought the victim back to him. It's like, ah, it's just, you know, a lover's quarrel. Here you go. You can have my, my point about cops. I know. Being I'm just good back then was because parents are now arrested for their children playing at a park without the parent present, which is asinine. Uh, but back then I shattered ball, bottles on the court and he was like, you have to go clean that up. That wouldn't happen in today's world. And we're assaulted by an adult. Yeah. And you're the repercussion was go clean those bottles. <laughs> God, cops were great. <laughs> I think it was. I think, I think it I goes know. back to that whole. I think it's appropriate. I, I do it, like it. It but takes a village principle. To raise an idiot? Yes. Okay. I think that's how the sayings goes. I'll tell you what. I sayings. Look, I look back, and every one of those guys deserved a bottle shattered on their basketball court. <laughs> <laughs> Is this because they threw rocks at you afterwards? No. Okay. I think it's because you were very biased against them. No, listen, I don't remember what the nationality was of those people that were playing. Oh wow, you're just jumping to racism. Wow. No, I think right ahead. I think it was like a like a mixture of a whole bunch of people. But what I do know is you shouldn't just go around playing in a public park and expect to play on glass free surfaces. (laughs) (laughs) Right? How dare they? (laughs) It's a little dose of humility for you basketball players. Thinking you're all better than me with. Balls that bounce and and one hoop and this is our official horizontal and pickle yuck. testing court. Yes, <laughs> yeah, we come here to bounce our pickles. How dare you bounce a ball here? How, not, how do you expect a pickle to bounce properly? Yeah, that's not, that's <laughs> not, that's not the, my fault. That's not the appropriate bouncing media. 
But was it clay or grass? <laughs> was it sponsored by Spalding? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Well, no, you spon- showed you showed all of them. It was sponsored by cracked asphalt with grass growing through it. <laughs> cracked asphalt. I think Inc. I've been to that part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. It's a huge company. Okay. <laughs> I just think you as a child still visualizing a bunch of grown men out there shooting hoops and you just walk like in my head. They, they're like, you know, run in motion on the half court and you walk right in the middle of the paint and start throwing bottles down, like in the middle of all of them. Yes, that's exactly what occurred. <laughs> you're like not even on the edge of the court. You're just like in the middle. They're in the middle of playing. They're like, get out of here, kid. And you're just like, smash, smash, smash. It, there wasn't even time for them to say get out of here. I walked out to the middle where they were playing and just started to shatter them. <laughs> I don't know what I would do as an adult in that situation either. I, I don't know if throw a big rock or even just any rock at this kid. How old were you? <laughs> I'm just thinking as an adult, I don't know if that's the first thing I'll go to. I think I'd kick you in the ass. I was like eight. <laughs> yeah, I would not wing rocks at an eight-year-old. I don't care how how bad we... I mean, I guess if you came at me with a knife or something like that, I'd hit you in the, in the head with a rock. But you're running away, and this adult man is winging rocks at you bad enough to hit you concuss you i was back when you could spank other people's kids <laughs> <laughs> i, don't I really wish counts. everybody could see bunk right now he is just rolling uh, look, i'm pretty sure that, just, that that adult was pretty much attempted murder at that point i was just thinking like from the perspective of the adult of some little some little jerk just coming up in <laughs> right. you're just like, what, what the hell that's what, what i was, was like that? that's why i had to get the clarification because like i'm oh, still picturing they're out there ohio or something like i that. can't let this kid get out of here let's wing this rock at him you know not that we're adults and could outrun him or anything what's Let's injure him oh, to the geez. point where he may have permanent brain damage. Very Chucky-esque of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a good time. I still don't see how that's an appropriate response, but I, you probably, eh, I would have kicked you. Yeah, well, as a child, I would have at least kicked you as you were smashing the second bottle, possibly. So the bad part here is... Oh, I'm sorry. There's more? No, 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 no. The, the, <laughs> the bad part, the part that you take issue with is the fact that it was an adult throwing a rock. If it was another like ten year old, that would have been perfectly acceptable. No, I mean, a, I think so. Yeah, not acceptable, but the response is appropriate, yeah. proportionate. Yeah, I threw rocks at other kids when I was little, but as an adult, I feel like that's a line you don't really want to cross. Even maybe twenty years ago, not something. I remember. I remember thinking like, wait a minute, I was already punished. I don't have to sweep that up. Why are you making me sweep that up? I was already punished. I'm sorry, I can't walk right now. I'm feeling a little woozy. From the damage to my brain. <laughs> I also, you probably lost a lot of blood too. I was just a jerk as a kid. So we got that would pelt you with rocks. Yeah. That'll fix him. The rock strike. The pipe sniffing pass out <laughs> episode. Wait, you were say that. <laughs> it seems you've had some head trauma cases going yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> It leads to a how lot of, am I the dumb one in this situation? <laughs> it, it leads to a lot of other stuff. I don't recall this, but apparently there was this great big child, that same house that we lived in. There was a great big child dog that, according to my brother, Matt, had the biggest set of dog balls you ever saw. <laughs> and remember that? Remember when dogs used to run? They're, not, they're not human balls. They're just uh, dog balls. Yeah. Like, well, that was back when dogs could have balls. Now all the dogs that run around don't have balls. No, I've seen them. They're huge. Yeah. Usually it's like, God. you can thank Bob Barker for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's only your friends. He stopped saying pets 
So I have to spay and neuter you guys now. So apparently this dog was real nice. Moving on. Everybody used to pet this dog. It was the nicest dog in the neighborhood. Everybody loved that dog. Apparently one day, uh, my, my brother, Matt watches the dog go around the corner. And then a couple seconds later, (laughs) dog yelping. My brother was like, what happened? And I just come walking around the corner with my chest all puffed out. (laughs) What did you do? Kick the dog right in the balls. (laughs) Was there a reason? A reason? Was there a reason? Yeah. Just because they were there? They had balls. I'm like, kick them. I'm never taking my pants off around you again. I I, I, like nothing makes sense to me. Why? Like, (laughs) look, they're round dangly. I should kick them as an adult. There's no way that rational buck would do that. But little eight year old buck, the little badass buck with his chest poked out, nailed those dog balls. This is for when you go to Tibet to the monastery. I'm just curious as what mate, what turned you into this as a child? Like, I don't think I ever walked around and go, those are nuts. I'm going to kick them. This is nature versus nurture. We're going very deep into the uh, human Well, I'm just saying in general, condition. I don't know what kind of nurture you can get that's just going to make you kick a dog. I could kick a human in the balls way before I could kick dog balls. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, was waiting. I, don't I was waiting. I don't know. Where's the rest of it? Uh, no. Yeah. I don't Insert know. I, rebuttal here. As a rational adult <laughs> now, I agree with you. No dog. Well, maybe some dogs. Well, yeah, some obviously some are. Dicks. Most dogs don't need a swift kick to the balls. Most dogs don't even have balls. Either way, I think if you kick a dog there, they're going to yelp and not be happy with the situation. Yeah, probably. But there are many humans that totally deserve a swift kick to the nads. Yeah, no, I agree. I I would more readily. Ah, see, now we're going to get into a scary area because I would of kill a human before I would kill a dog. Easily, not even have to think about it. Not just ball kicking. We'll just go another step further. Because we're both, we're basically saying the same thing. I'm just inserting murder instead of kick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not as funny. Not anywhere near as funny. No, I'm not saying it's as funny. Dog it's just, I'm saying kicking. in general, though, it, it applies the same way. I don't know. Is that just me? I think I got to break off contact with you because you're probably going to end up this weird ice cream truck outside your house for like the next couple months. <laughs> so the problem is. No, there's no problem with that. That's probably appropriate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, so in my defense, though, I don't murder people because it's illegal. Mm-hmm. Not because it's wrong. It's, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I think I that's the definition of a sociopath. With No, I think there's actually a definition of a sociopath, and I don't think it has to do with the word murder. I think it takes action without uh, conscience or... Yeah. The manipulation of people to have your wants. Yeah. So let's be honest. Do you think I could manipulate you guys? I'm a very, I'm a sociopath. That's not very convincing. Maybe that's how it would be. You're a partial sociopath. (laughs) Parso? Partial. (laughs) It's only this half. The other half's cool. (laughs) You know, you keep, you ask, you asked several times, like what drove that? Like as a kid, what turned you into that? No, I was just curious. Like, did you have... Let me tell you about my brother Matt and his buddy Donald. Oh right? my God, did they Matt touch and Donald. You? So Matt's six years older than me. I want to be like Matt. He's my older brother. That so I have another brother that's older than him, but he wasn't really in the house. He was quite a bit older than me. He wasn't really in the house when I was a kid. He's like fourteen years older than me. So my brother Matt, who's six years older than me, I really looked up to him. Like, man, this is this is the guy right here. And Matt used to let me sneak out of the house with him and Donald, and they would initiate me into a club. 
every single weekend. <laughs> you guys are members of a lot of clubs. What they would do? <laughs> you were a gullible eight year old. <laughs> they would make me do something insanely stupid. I'm, I'm not even going to go into a list of all the stuff that they no, did. No, you should. You should. I want to hear these. They made me do all sorts of stuff like, oh, that's what you need to be initiated. That's what you need to do in order to be initiated into our club. And then the next weekend, I'd be like, yeah, I'm already in the club. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. We have a new club now. <laughs> <laughs> this went then, on for six years. And then they made me do some more stupid, crazy stuff, right? So it was, it was a common thing where Matt was just messing with me all the time. And I... On top of that, I don't even know why I looked up to this guy anyway. He used to hold me down and dangle loogies above my face and then try to suck him back up, but sometimes he couldn't. <laughs> sometimes it'd just be on my eye and be like, ah, you know. At least they'd go with your mouth. Though I do credit that to when I was a high school wrestler, I do credit that to me never getting pinned was because of Matt. <laughs> I learned how to get I never want spit on my face me. again. I'll never be on my back. But Matt was just a jerk. It doesn't really change much. So what were some of these initiations you had to do to get in Not really all of these clubs? Some some of them are quite horrible i just want to know like one or two um, pick, pick something that's not going to get you arrested now so one of my cousins regularly used to spend the night over at our house female cousin and i'll know if you should start with this story and uh so we had fish and so my dad or my, uh, we had some like fish food downstairs right and and one of the things they had me do was while my cousin was sleeping go and pour fish food into her <laughs> mouth <laughs> and then she just woke up oh, have some in my mouth so uh she was cool with it. She's like I eat no, fish food all the time. No, Man. Uh, but uh yeah, it was it was it was things like that. <laughs> they had me do That was pretty funny, but yeah. I think yeah. Oh my god. So that was fun. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I don't know where else to go. I think we're at time. Yeah, I think we're uh, so, ready to wrap this one up. So I think we kind of I think we covered a lot of subjects there. Yeah. It was good. Well, it, it kind of went from that whole course of life. You know, it doesn't always go where you think it's gonna? See, I find it funny, real quick. I'm the sociopath, and you hear the shit Buck did when he was young. That's cool, but you're a sociopath. <laughs> well, I've also modified my behavior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, I don't like. I imagine on the right now, like, your does your family think you're doing a podcast till like eleven o'clock tonight, and you just disappear a little bit and go all Dexter? On yeah, basically, there's just basketball courts across the Maryland with glass broken <laughs> no, on them now. I've, I've learned I haven't shattered a glass. A piece of glass, a bottle of any kind on any basketball court since. It's every of wood with nails. single time since then. Every single time someone named Alejandro has wanted Skittles, <laughs> giving them to him. <laughs> I feel like that might be the most important life lesson you've yes. ever learned. Yes. Public service announcement. If Alejandro ever approaches you asking for Skittles, cough them up. Could you just not stand near a tree and keep them? Uh, you know, I suspect that he would probably find a way to just like whiz an arc. I got a question on that though. When he was climbing the tree, there was no conversation between there that, Hey, he didn't hey. start the tree climbing with, I'm going to pee on your head. No, he just wanted Skittles. I said, no, I already gave you some. And I thought that was it. And then I was just in, I was in happy town eating Skittles <laughs> All right. until I was like, what, what is it? Why am I, is it, what is that warm rain? Oh, oh, Alejandro. And then I took off running. This rain comes down to one spot as a stream. This is unusual weather we're yeah. having. I mean, I don't recall my exact thought. I just know what occurred. So, and that I was furious. My follow up question. to take a shower. I have one follow up question. When you, Open the bag of Skittles. Is it you rip the whole top off or is it you rip the corner off so you can pour out a little bit? Now or then? Either. They're, I imagine they're similar. 
Uh, the corner. Well, I, I rip about half of the corner off. Okay, that's good. Because I figure if you rip the whole top off, there's a chance pee got in there. And eight-year-old buck probably still ate them. But if there was a corner ripped off, I feel you were more safe. Make no mistakes. I, I if don't you're ever. in touch to those Skittles, I ate them. <laughs> let's let's not get that twisted. I don't recall whether or not that occurred, but if it did, they were still consumed. <laughs> I had no doubt before you even had specified that. I was just trying to figure out how much urine you consumed. That's what this. That's what the question was oh, asking. Geez. Across like, my whole life. <laughs> I think that's a good. We can spot. stop there. Yeah, that, that's the cliffhanger for next week. All righty. Well, thanks again, those of you who decided to listen. Two and, words and uh, made it this far. Congratulations, uh, you have some stamina. Uh, take that's care until said. next time. Bye. See ya. Bye. <laughs>